Nobody is crazy enough to walk across the entire stupid country, but you did. You did this incredible, life-changing, beautiful, fucking magical, majestic journey. You did it. You did that. And that means that you can do anything. Welcome back to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. I'm your host, Zach Badger Davis. It is said that the mental component is the most challenging aspect of a thru-hike. I am one of those making this claim. In fact, I wrote two books on this very subject. Although the physical element of a cross-country trek cannot be understated in terms of difficulty, after a few weeks or so, a hiker's body largely adjusts to the rigors of walking all day, every day. As the physical element gets easier, for many, the psychological struggle only grows in magnitude. And that's the subject for today's show. Our hikers share what mental struggles they've encountered, if any, how it's differed relative to their expectations, what tools they use to stay sane, and much more. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's Trash Panda coming at you from Tuteloland. Um, there's a bunch of different tribal lands that kind of merge in this area. So I think it might also be Yuchi and Manaton. I'm sorry for my mispronunciation of any of those. Um, so as far as 18 miles, I'm at 1541.5. So still in Virginia, but kind of the southern part of it-ish. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about the mental struggle. Um, if you hear a little bit of crunching noise, that's because I'm walking and it's fall, y'all. <laughs> anyway, so the mental struggle is something that I've kind of been waiting to talk about for a while now, but I knew that we had a specific episode coming up for it. Um, I have had kind of an interesting mental journey, I think. Um, I thought that like I was going to struggle way more out here with just the monotony of it all. Um I know that I'm personally someone who has like issues doing kind of the same thing day in and day out. But for the most part, that hasn't been a huge issue, except for when I was in Vermont. <laughs> um, so basically in Maine and in New Hampshire, I had like pretty clear cut goals for every day, like wake up, climb up a mountain, have to go uphill. Don't like that. but. You know, what can you do? Get up to the top, see this absolutely gorgeous view, sweeping vista, nothing like it. Go back down, set up camp, do it again. But it was like very clear cut. I knew what the goal, what the reward was. Um, And then I got to Vermont. And Vermont is a state that I've always loved. I grew up going on vacation there to go skiing. Um, It's always been very special to me. And uh, the AT ruined it just a little bit because when they say Vermont, they're not joking. Like suddenly instead of having these sweeping vistas, all I did every day was wake up, try to get as little mud on me as possible, 
fail, go to sleep. <laughs> um, and so it got kind of demoralizing, and I fell into this rut, and I just started feeling like empty inside and drained. And I'm really lucky because by the time we got to southern Vermont, my trail partner kind of realized that I was not being myself. I was just going through the motions. And he was like, why don't we just take a zero? You know, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And we'll go from there. So we took a zero. I managed to call my therapist. I called my best friend. I just talked to people that cared about me, talked through what I was going through, got my head screwed back on straight. And uh, it really helped. And like the next day, uh, we got back on trail and... I was making, like, mud angels and, like, you know, I feel like the northern states just really, like, teach you to embrace the suck. Um, <laughs> because, like, they're gorgeous, but they will whoop you in every single way that they possibly can, whether it is physically, emotionally, mentally, like, whatever it is that you struggle with, they will put you through the ringer. Um, but for the most part, I've been okay since then. Um, with the exception of about three days ago, I did cry in a barbecue joint. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, made it, put, put a couple miles between me and like the last time I had a mental breakdown. So that's what's important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like basically just right now, we, we've been telling people for so long that we're going to be done by Christmas. We're going to be done by Christmas. And now it's kind of like, we might not be done by Christmas. We might, we might be done by the end of the year. <laughs> um, and it's really hard for me to switch gears sometimes when it's like in my head, I've planned out, okay, this is how this is going to work. You know, it's like when you're throwing a party or something and you envision like exactly how everything's going to go and then it just starts not going that way and it's not perfect and you just start like, like everything's fine, but something inside of you is just breaking. That's kind of where I was at with that. And also I was like working on a job application and I was just, I was just stressed out trying to eat my hush puppies. And uh, next thing I know, I'm crying into my barbecue sauce. And uh, sometimes that's just how life works out here. Um, <laughs> but you know, we ended up just saying, okay, let's, let's Nero in town. I can take a shower. Um, I can, you know, finish my job application. Once I did that, I got one thing off my plate, felt a lot better. Um, and we're able to move on. Um, so like, that's the other thing. You kind of just got to embrace what comes, um, and figure out how to manage the little stressors that can just like start piling up because I'm very much someone who does not fully realize how stressed they are until they're crying inside barbecue joint. I just find this funny. Um, <laughs> but so on the whole, that's not been a huge deal, which I, I definitely expected it to be more of a, a problem, just managing my stress, managing my expectations for things. The final thing mentally that I've noticed that I think is interesting is that a lot of people out here will talk about like when it clicked that they were doing a through hike. Like I know with Flo, 
um, it was somewhere in like the 100 mile um, where it really just like it clicked for him that he was out here, that this is what he was doing. I've talked to other people that are like, yeah, no, like every few days I have one of those moments where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm out here. I'm through hiking. I'm doing this. Yeah, that still hasn't fully hit me. And I'm over 1500 miles in. Um, so I think part of it is that like, since I'm from Jersey, the entire way down, uh, I was just hiking home. Like my parents had driven me up to Maine twice. And then uh, they had gone up to Maine while I was there a third time because my cousin just happened to want to hike Katahdin. So like in my head, I was just always kind of like, you know, if at any point I decide I want to get off this trail, I can. If I want to just hike home, I can. That's still cool. That's still an accomplishment. And then, you know, I can just take it up whenever I want. So like every day I knew I had the ability to get off trail, but I chose to stay on trail. Um, and it kind of just became like almost like in the past I've done three night hikes and that's kind of like the same mentality that I was having, but just continuously. Um, and then like I got past Jersey, but I knew that I was going to be going home for my graduation when I was in Pine Grove Furnace. So I was still just like, okay, just, you know, just a few more days and then I'll be home. Um, (laughs) and like, Ever ever since I've gotten back on trail and I've gotten into Virginia, like, it's slowly, slowly starting to be like, okay, no, I'm out here, not going home until I'm done with this. Um, but it's still, I still haven't been, like, hit over the head with the, holy shit, I'm a fucking badass through hiker. I'm still kind of just like, every day I choose to be out here and uh, come what may, you know, like... And it, it, it's been easier lately to kind of just accept the fact that I'm out here because we've had some good weather. But when I got into the Shenandoahs and things started getting cold, like we had our first like below freezing night on trail, which like I didn't like I knew was going to happen, but I didn't fully understand that it was going to happen. Um, and, and like I saw like some of my friends that I had started with that were in the Smokies and like they had full on snow, their beards were freezing up. It was just like, it was a whole thing. And like that started to get me to panic a little bit. And I was like, fuck, maybe I should just get off trail. But like, I think there is a, an amount of beauty with like every day knowing that you could get off trail. And you know, most days thinking maybe I should get off trail, but you still don't do it. Um, but I would like that moment where I'm kind of like, hell yeah. I'm a through hiker. I'm fucking doing this. But maybe that'll only hit once I get Springer. Who the fuck knows? Um, yeah. But that's kind of been my mental journey out here. Uh, I think that if anybody is planning a through hike and trying to figure out how to deal with all the mental problems, I think just like writing down the reason why you want to come out here, like reasons, plural, you know? just having that list that you can refer back to, like, what are my goals, um, is really important. I think that that might've been something that Zach wrote in his book. I'm not positive. Um, but that is something that I kind of try and like reflect on every time I'm out here and I'm like, holy shit, I can't feel my fingers. I I'm wet. I'm pretty damn miserable. 
why the fuck am I out here? And I'm like, all right, that's okay. This will pass. That's why I'm out here. If I break my foot, I get to go home. But you know, like anything like less than that, I'm out here. It's fine. Um, but, uh, I think also just knowing the people that you can really call on. Um, for me, it's my therapist and my best friend. Um, when life starts getting a little bit too much for you and you need to like kind of just take a breather, figure out how to recalibrate your brain, reset, you know, because that's the thing out here. Like as soon as you start getting comfortable, the trail's going to throw something new at you. The weather's going to throw something new at you. It's, it's just going to change the game a little bit and you're going to suddenly be uncomfortable again. Um, but that's part of the beauty of it all, I guess. I mean, there's a reason why the trail isn't paved and there isn't a warming hut like every five feet. But who knows? You know, I think everyone has their own journey out here. And I'm still excited to see where mine takes me and what exactly I feel once I finish this. But maybe we'll talk about that later. That's it for me. Signing off. Bye. Hey there, this is Be Positive. I'm taking over for M8, who had to get off trail. And I am currently south of Silverwood Lake. Is that right there? Yeah, something like Silverwood that. Silverwood Lake. And we are coming up to Big Bear in another day or so. Um, and we passed the 300-mile marker today. 300 miles left. That's all we have left. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, which, which is really interesting because we're talking about, like, mental challenges on the trail and one of the things that Barry and I have talked about with some of the mental challenges that we're facing has to do with like our brains wanting to be elsewhere other than (laughs) right here (laughs) like right now we're so close to the end so now it's like thinking about our futures and yeah I think most hikers have something that's either uh, their partner or their dog or their family or their bed that they miss right and at what point you know at what point does that become your main obsession or um yeah and and I think I know a lot of people in trail who are like in the middle of transitions in life and it's kind of uneasy knowing like oh my future isn't like walking every day after this last 300 miles which is gonna go so fast and what am I gonna do and then there's all that freaking out and trying to scramble and figure something out. And, um, yeah. So we were talking a little bit about like what to do in those moments when we're freaking out. Yeah. I think, I I mean, I don't know if the, if any, everybody needs to know my personal details, but this year, this through hike was essentially for me, uh, like a mental health break. Like I took a year off from work and I came out here and and this was sort of my leave of absence. And I met people over and over and over who told me essentially that like this was their leave of absence from that life back there yep. and, and yeah. trying to make this your life um, event. There was a moment where I really accepted that this was my life and started to enjoy it. But at the beginning, I think I was having a hard time. Um, and I learned a bunch of tricks in therapy. I went to therapy for the first time in my life this year. And a lot of what they ask you to do is just stop and meditate. So me being someone who struggles 
often near the back of the pack. So we're hiking in a huge group of people and, um, I'm sometimes doing full days of uphill, right. And that's usually my biggest challenge. Um, I have to make myself stop and really show and just really feel gratitude. And I actually say to myself, I'm so thankful for my heart and I'm so thankful for my lungs. And I'm so thankful for this privilege and all this gear and all this ability to even be in a place where I could take a year off is pretty incredible. But um, to be thankful for my feet that aren't broken, which sounds trivial, but people out here leave the trail every day because their feet are broken, which is kind of crazy. So that's something that I do regularly throughout the day is stop and, and try to show gratitude. Another thing that, that I try to practice is a little meditation. So maybe like a minute long meditation for some people that might take a different form, but um, it takes a lot of effort in life to be present <laughs> and not live in the past or live in the future or even live in a fantasy like that you build up for yourself. Um, it's really easy to tell yourself a story throughout the day. I was just telling you this earlier, like um, if you're in, I was in the back of the pack and I was just thinking, oh, all these people are just going to ditch me. <laughs> and I've had that, you know, I've had a hundred days of that being in the pack going, oh, they're just waiting for the day that they could leave me. And then, no. and then I showed up at the end of the day and everybody was, you know, camped way earlier than I thought they would be. So, um, it takes a lot of just, the, the trail gives you a lot of chances to sit down if you want to you can hustle the whole time but like you can stop at any point and give yourself a meditation and think about like wow this is my life and i i probably will never be here again and if i'm here again i'll be different this place will be different um i really want to live here as much as i can right now yeah um and then we talk a lot about presence too about the people on the trail that allow you to feel more present out here Mm -hmm. Um, i've been i think that i felt like a loner and i hiked usually with a single partner or family member most of my hiking earlier years but this year i was in a group that started with two people on day two and by day 10 we had 11 people and now we have six and it's just it's just really awesome to have relationships out here and and people are really open to listening out here, which is amazing. So yeah. we're all just like soaking each other's lives up and trying to, you know, see how we can help each other. So it's really cool. Bear and I actually met in Washington and we're part of a trail family there through like Timberline Lodge. And then um, we became part of a trail family again, starting from Kennedy Meadows South. So that's been really awesome. And the people that we've been with have been really fun really awesome yeah. <laughs> we kept telling there was one guy that was with us back in um back in washington his name was john and i kept looking oh, at john, john and going how are we how are we attracting all these awesome people like, <laughs> it's john the really good the really good oh and it's john thank you <laughs> the really good ones keep globbing onto our group and everybody else just kind of falls off it's just been really cool so yeah um yeah, it's interesting. One of the mental challenges that I really struggle with is um, realizing that all of my mental baggage from off trail kind of follows me on. And if I'm having a bad day and my brain's not in a good spot, I just, my brain wraps around all of that nastiness. I kind of felt that again yeah. today. And like, I get really sad and depressed. And so, yeah, I sat down by the side of the trail and was like, okay, what's going on here? And tried to get out of that. And then I started listening to um, some podcasts to help move my brain elsewhere. Um, yeah, I think that's a hot topic too, as far as hikers, especially like in the last five or six years with their earbuds in all day. Um, but I've found 
that I used to listen to a lot of fiction and, um, you know, Lord of the Rings, I think I listened to last year, but this year, I listened to that this year. I mean, it's okay. But, but for me, it's like, there's this pretty neat opportunity to try to, you know, keep growing your mind. Like you want to keep learning. You want to keep growing when you're out here. If you can find good podcasts or good books, audio books or something to listen to that can really help distract you from your own voice like so having Mm -hmm. that other voice or voices uh, people that you feel like are almost like your friends in a way but that you have a relationship with them but like that turns off your internal voice and the internal voice for me always tries to live in the past and and like now near the end of my hike I'm just living trying to live in the future thinking about the job that I might interview I might have on you know three days three days after the hike's over so I just have to stop and remind myself like slow down and and make sure you enjoy the rest of this thing when you're out here All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. I hope you guys have a great day. What's up the trek? This is Cal, trail name Starburst, pronouns they, them. I'm reporting to you from about halfway through New Mexico, southbound on the Continental Divide Trail. So if you're familiar with the CDT, you know that we are half a state away from finishing this incredible journey from Canada to Mexico. With a couple hundred miles left, I'm reflecting on the mental challenge of through hiking. And I think it's appropriate that I'm recording this episode now as opposed to a month in when mentally through hiking is pretty easy. You get into a routine, you stick to that routine, Climbs are difficult. Sometimes the weather challenges you, but you feel fresh, you feel inspired, you feel energized. And mentally, through hiking is not that challenging. But right around now, about three and a half to four months into this 3,000 mile trek across America, this is when the mental challenge comes into play. So if you want to hear about the mental challenge of through hiking, Ask a thru-hiker who's almost done, but not yet. You'll get the non-romantic view of this journey. Truth be told, the past couple weeks have been extremely mentally challenging. We hit, we got completely dumped on with snow in southern Colorado. We had to reroute our journey almost daily just for safety considerations, Our bodies are starting to break down, so we're having to consider injuries. Um, The terrain in New Mexico is beautiful and breathtaking, but pretty monotonous. We're getting pretty tired of eating oatmeal every every morning. (laughs) And we're just ready to be done. We want to not be fucking freezing every night when we go to bed. We don't want our hands to cramp up as we're breaking down our tent with icy poles every morning. We just want a little bit of comfort. I feel like that's not too much to ask. And I've been thinking about why why do we feel this way? Why do we feel so mentally broken down? You know, have we lost our sense of purpose out here? Have we lost our sense of inspiration? And I was thinking about running a 5k or running a marathon and the mental the difference between the mental challenge of that versus this and 
you know, or growing up playing youth soccer. On a trail, on a through hike like this, there, especially one as remote as the Continental Divide, there is no one cheering you on. There is no one out here encouraging you. There's no coach to give you a pep talk. There's no aid station with oranges and pretzels and water. There's no one here. It's windy, but the wind is stopping. And if you listen, you can hear how lonely it is. And that really takes a toll on a person's spirit. <laughs> monotony and <laughs> there's this duality of the monotony of a through hike but also the uncertainty and the ever-changing nature of a through hike like we just want one day where we pick a point to sleep uh, to get to at the end of the day and we actually get there with no hiccups no road bumps no obstacles we just want one easy day and we haven't had one in a long time. And mentally, it's wearing us out. There's no, you know, there's nothing to look forward to other than the end. And I think we lose track of our sense of purpose right around now um, in terms of a mental challenge. So I think it's critical to shift the mindset and remember that right now, this point in a through hike, whether it's 100 miles from the finish, 500 miles from the finish, whenever this point comes, this mental breaking point, that is when the through hike begins. And I think about Muhammad Ali, who said that when he was doing reps of an exercise like push-ups or chin-ups or whatever, he didn't start counting his reps until he felt like he couldn't do them anymore, until he felt like he had pushed his body to the breaking point. That's when he started counting how many pull-ups he was doing because that's when the pull-ups started counting. Does that make sense? So a through hike is extremely mentally challenging, but not until you get to this point. This is when the hike begins because this is when you have to start digging deep inside your soul, digging deep inside your body for the physical strength, the mental perseverance and fortitude to push on just to walk, which seems like such an easy, simple activity. But if you do it long enough, it becomes the hardest thing in the world. And that is when you start to build strength. That is the point at which you start to build character. So I've been feeling pretty down. And then I remembered that this is when the hike begins. This is when it starts. And just because there's nobody lining the trail, you know, with their hands making like a little archway like they do at the end of soccer games for you to run through like, yay, we won or yay, we lost, but we did our best doesn't mean that that's not what we deserve, right? Just because there's no coach out here saying, you know, push it up this hill, surge past your opponent, whatever. This is the time we have to be our own coach. Like all of those things, all of the aid stations with the orange slices, all of the moms on the sidelines being like, you can do it, honey. Like you have to be that for yourself at this point in the hike. 
right? Some people start to mentally unravel. They start to go like a little crazy, get a little cuckoo. That's okay. You know, it's, it's just important to remember that this, these days, these moments are why we're here. We're the hike has meaning because of the difficult days. The easy days are fun. Those are the days where you feel like you're on vacation. But it's the days when it's mentally challenging that gives a hike meaning. And I think this is really a metaphor for life. That's why I think through hiking reflects life. Because you hit times like this, days like this, where you have a choice. Do you push on? Do you continue? Do you dig deep and find that courage? Or do you give up? Or do you make an adjustment? So it's really creative problem solving, but also creative thinking and remembering why we're here, why you're doing this, having a clear sense of purpose and the benefits and the growth that comes and imagining for yourself that those people are here. Those people holding up signs, you know, handing you water, cheering for you. They're here. They're in your mind. And you have to push yourself. Um, and that is when you truly not only develop mental strength, but discover the strength that's already there. Um, and that's really why I hike is to challenge myself. And it wouldn't be a through hike if it wasn't challenging. So yeah, this really sucks. I hate it. It's awful. So think carefully before you decide to embark on a through hike. But once you make that decision and you have that resolve that you're going to finish this thing, then you're going to fucking finish it. And this is the moment when you make the choice to finish or not. Not when it's easy. And when you do finish, you will realize that you have accomplished the most incredible feat that statistically nobody does nobody is crazy enough to walk across the entire stupid country but you did you did this incredible life-changing beautiful fucking magical majestic journey you did it you did that and that means that you can do anything Howdy, this is Rooster on the CDT, and uh, today I am recording from Grants, New Mexico, um, where my mental game is feeling strong, as I've just walked out of an all-you-can-eat buffet and am sitting happily in my uh, motel room. Um, but today we are talking about the mental game of thru-hiking, <clears throat> which is, uh, I think, if you know much about through hiking, you know that the mental game is the hardest part. I've heard it described and described it myself as, you know, a through hike being 40% uh, physical challenge and about 60% mental challenge. Coming into the CDT, I was expecting a lot of mental challenge. From what I had heard and what I had read, um, and, you know, from the one guidebook that I used uh, before this trip, I kind of thought that we were going to be getting lost pretty frequently, uh, that the trail was going to be very hard to find, uh, very hard to follow. And it has been in, in a lot of places, and I'm sure it will continue to be in uh, places ahead. I know the southern part of the desert 
is supposed to have a couple long sections where it's very difficult to tell uh, where you're going. You kind of just got to set a bearing and walk. And that can be very mentally challenging. By this time in a hike, it's really by, you know, the time you're a quarter of the way through, your body is there. It's it's strong. You've learned that as long as you keep pushing, which is mental, you know, your body can do it. And things like getting lost or having a really hard time with route finding uh, can get very frustrating because you know that, you know, maybe even on it could even be on a pretty simple terrain uh, to know that you could be making bigger miles, making more time. If only there was some trail under your feet, you know, it can get pretty frustrating. Um, one of the struggles on the CDT that we've we've kind of had a little bit too is there are just so many different alternates. Generally, we pick uh, whatever the prettiest path is. So we we try to take the most scenic route. It's not usually the easiest route, uh, and I think that there's something like a shortcut envy that can be a little bit challenging uh, knowing that you are doing something that's quite a bit more difficult than you need to be doing. But, you know, that it's part of the mental game, reminding yourself uh, what you're out there for. And, you know, if you're out there to see something more scenic, you know, you you just got to remind yourself and try to enjoy that. Um, Of course, another big mental struggle is uh comes with weather since we've been in new mexico we have had rain for at least one or two days on every stretch that we've done so between every uh resupply in town that we've been to we've had a few days of rain and it's been quite cold uh we were really thinking that once we made it through the san juans we were going to be able to like take a breath and enjoy some nicer weather and get some hiking done where now we've found that we have spent so like we'll hit a nice dirt road uh or see a dirt road on our map and be like oh great you know we'll easily be able to push over three miles per hour on this and try to make up time you get to the road and the thing is just a mud slick and it's a mud slick for 20 feet on either side too so we end up hiking two miles per hour and we're slipping and sliding around hoping uh not to get injured and that can be very frustrating but again you know it's uh the cdt has uh this funny motto it's a uh, embrace the brutality and it really is what you need to do uh, coming out here no one comes out for a through hike because they think it's going to be easy you come out to you know unplug or to uh have a more simple life but uh, you know it's also to put yourself in front of a challenge and uh you just gotta know that you're gonna have these really challenging days um i i've done some uh like uh, long distance hiking prep and training for people in the past back in new york and something that we talk about is the mental game and when you are having some of your worst days you just gotta every once in a while remind yourself that these are the days a lot of times that you remember you know the trail puts challenges in front of you and it's it's kind of a cool opportunity to overcome and to see how far you can push yourself and learn something from overcoming that challenge 
another thing I tell people, of course, is a old phrase that I learned on the AT, which is never quit on a bad day. And that's an easy one. If you never quit on a bad day, you're probably never going to quit because you're not going to want to quit on a good day. Now, we haven't really thought about quitting at all on any of these trails, but uh, it's still a good reminder when you're really struggling to, uh, you know, uh, to remember it's like you get one really bad day, you know, for, you know, however many good days it, it always out in the end, but a through hike wouldn't be a through hike if there wasn't, wasn't some struggle involved. So that's all I got to say on that. Um, this is rooster from grants, New Mexico signing out for now. Hey everybody, this is Link checking in from the Continental Divide Trail. It is day 108 for me on the CDT. And because we're talking about the mental game today, thought it's worthwhile sharing that it is my 220th day of hiking on a long trail this year. Um, I think that has just a lot to do with the mental game for me. So in general, the mental state or the mental game of my year has been like really up and down. You know, it's we started the Appalachian Trail late February. We're like, my partner and I were really excited. We were like, every day it was kind of like this new and exciting thing. And I would say that that mental state of like, every day is kind of new. We're meeting new people. We're seeing new things. I would say that stayed with me and with my partner and I like really strongly throughout most of the Appalachian Trail. There's a couple low moments for me mentally, um, specifically when the weather is like either really bad or it's very, very hot and I'm just, and humid on the, on the Appalachian Trail towards the end um, or the terrain is just like extremely difficult. It is hard for me to mentally stick with it. I I can get frustrated easily. Um, and that happened a handful of times on the Appalachian Trail. And then kind of as we made a transition over to the Continental Divide Trail, it was almost like a restart. Like, oh my God, we're starting this thing again. This is so exciting. So we, we started on a really mentally like high note, like feeling very driven, feeling very like excited. And then um, interestingly, like because I was hiking in a pair you know, like our emotional and mental well-being and our states kind of fluctuate sometimes on opposites and sometimes together. And I, and I felt like before my partner left the trail, we had kind of this like mental like lull happen, uh, mostly through the state of Wyoming, which is a stunning and beautiful state. But I think, you know, just being in the middle of this big long thing for the year for us and for me really kind of like we hit like our midpoint, like hump, whatever, a couple hundred miles in there. Um, where it was just like mentally hard to stay in it and with it. And yeah, now I'm kind of like nearing the end, you know, I'm like coming up on like a little bit under 500 miles left. And I'm kind of like, you know, mentally like thinking I can like see the end. And so I feel like that is like what's kind of spurring me on in this moment. Um, yeah. And I think I, I kind of embarked on this journey this year specifically just to see how mentally I would handle it. Like would I get bored or, 
um, you know, how would I handle like the challenging weather moments or just the challenging logistical moments that inevitably have come up on this trail and are just on this year on these two trails. And so I think I was just curious what that might be. And, um, I think, you know, I expected it to be hard and challenging mentally to stay in it. And I'm been also surprised of just kind of the ebbs and the flows has kept it really interesting and like being mentally out of it sometimes and then mentally in it sometimes has been a really um kind of cool part of the journey overall you know just these two trails um and as far as maintaining a strong like generally positive mental mindset I tend to like, just be honest with where I'm at. You know, do I need to take a rest day? Do I need to like have a shorter day today because I'm feeling tired or I'm not feeling really like invested in the situation right now? Or um, do I need to take a moment and just like listen to some music or listen to a podcast to keep my mind engaged? And so uh, there's just some strategies that I've used to maintain a, a strong mindset as well as, you know, processing with my partner how I'm feeling, but also calling family and friends in, in between to check in and, and ask for support for them. Just like, as I go, I'm really leaning on like the support systems that I already have in order to help me get through. Um, yeah, the mental challenge is since the beginning is really just taking a shift, you know, just now it's really like light at the end of the tunnel. And I would say that's just like been true on both of the trails, just kind of this like ebb and flow and this like, feeling invested and excited and then some days feeling like not invested and a little bored and just like not super into the trail. And I think that's just a bigger metaphor for, for life. You know, we're going to go through like ups and downs. And I would say like the mental game for me has been just like weathering the ups and the downs or like weathering the downs and like really enjoying um, the highlights and the ups. And, you know, when someone asked me, how my trip was. It really is like a, the question of like my mental ups and downs. And yeah, these landscapes are beautiful and that will be a highlight as well. But like the journey of my mind and the journey of my body um, is really what I'm going to, you know, take away and explain to people. So yeah, that's the mental game. It's, there's a lot to it and I'm sure I haven't processed it all and I won't be able to do that until I'm done. Um, which is coming up pretty soon here. But uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you figure out how to have a strong mental game on your next through hike. Anyways, have a great day. See you later. And that's it for today's show. In our next episode, we'll hear about what our trekkers' biggest lessons have been over the course of their journeys. If you're enjoying the show, we would be very grateful for a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which recently added ratings to their mobile app. This goes a long ways to letting others know about the show. You can ensure you don't miss future episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. The season's episodes are edited by David Zitney, who can be found at Audio on Instagram. That's it for today's show. Until next time, thanks so much for listening and happy hiking. Thank you.